You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now. Call games at WPTS Radio, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today it's basketball related. We have to talk about everything that Pitt men's basketball is going through. Their loss to Louisville, another close loss. Why can't they pull these out? And really, the state of the men's basketball program as a whole, there was some very troubling recruiting news via George Michalowski today of Pittsburgh Sports Now. We will talk about that and how it overall stands to this loss and Jeff Capel as a whole. We'll talk about that coming up on Locked on Pit. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked on Pit podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, thank you for making the Locked on Pit podcast your first listen Every day, folks, today's episode of Locked on Pit is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Now, folks, there is a lot to talk about today. Pitt men's basketball losing to Louisville. But I I don't actually want to talk about the game first. And we will talk about the game and, and why this team can't pull out. These close games and, and actually the promise coming forward, I think, that is showcasing. But really, this team's in a, in a tight spot right now. Their last five losses are by a combined 10 points. A combined 10 points. You really look at all of their games aside from Jacksonville, and they've been close. Obviously, they won the one at Madison Square Garden with the Jamaris Burton jump shot. But this has been a pretty consistent trend for Pitt. Close games as they've improved. They've gotten into these close battles and nothing has really seemed to arise for them. And so I will say I think that this team's improving. I think they look a lot more cohesive. In this game particularly, we'll talk about this. I think this was very impressive in terms of the actual spacing they got in this game. I thought that They shot the ball better. I think they facilitated better. They're obviously scrappy defensively, and they try really hard defensively. Now, there are still the warts. They turn the ball over. They're still not a great three-point shooting team, even with Ithio Horton. It is what it is. That stuff's just native to their team at this point. But let's keep it real here. This team didn't play bad today. They didn't. They played quite well a lot of the time. Now, Shooting 70% from the charity stripe, that's another quality of this team that is, is going to hurt you. But there's good players on this team. John Hughley, Mo Gee, Jamarius Burton, Ithio Horton had some really good flashes. Femio DeCali had his moments. All those guys had their moments. But while this team's improving and while this team's becoming more cohesive on really all fronts, and I would love to say this is very promising for the future. It's extremely promising for the future. And there there could be so many things that, that would point to that. And I could say, yes, yes, I would love to look at 
this team and say, look at what we have for the future. Mogi's playing his tail off, and, and because you're turning Mogi into this guy, and because he's playing like this, now you have something to sell to transfer big men, and you can get a guy like that and and say, hey, we, we became a good spot for Mogi. Why can't it be you? And that would be a good thing for Jeff Capel to parlay it into. You can look at guards and say, hey, we have a few nice guards here, and we'd like for you to come here because... We can do it. We've proven we can do it. We've proven that we have Im- that we can improve as a team down the stretch. We only get stronger as the season goes on. We have things to sell. But here's the thing. Jeff Capel's made his evaluation a very tough one. Nothing's easy about the Jeff Capel evaluation. It was at one point because this team was rotten. This team was terrible. They played like terrible. They played terrible. And they straight up were not competitive. They lost to the Citadel. They lost to UMBC. But since then, they've looked a lot better. It's a completely different team since when they lost to UMBC on November 27th at the peak. It's not the same team. They've gone to war with Minnesota, Virginia, Louisville, St. John's, all these teams, Notre Dame. All these teams that they have taken to the wire. And and there's some really solid teams in that stretch there. That they have just, they just came up so short. Some of them on buzzer beaters that they have lost on. It's been tough to watch. It's been really tough to watch Pitt not be able to pull out these close games. And so when I look at the team and I say, man, what, what do you do with Jeff Capel? I think a lot of it has to come back to truly, a lot of it truly has to come back to what are you going to do overall on the recruiting trail? Because there's so much that you can say about Jeff Capel. Yes, he's got the team improving. Yes, he's had some terrible luck. And, and by luck, I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to do about the Champagne tony johnson situation. Like, what's the coach supposed to do there? He can't control all these guys' personal lives. It's just not, it's not possible. What's he supposed to do about Nike Sabandi tearing his ACL and then Ithiel Horton getting arrested and missing two months? I don't know what he's supposed to do there. What's he supposed to do about all of that? Some of it's terrible luck. And you're if you look at this team and you say, if they had Ithiel Horton and Nike Sabande from the very beginning, this team would be a lot better. The record would showcase it differently, and they might be 3-0 in the ACC right now. You probably wouldn't be wrong. They would have a win over Michigan. Uh, not Michigan, rather. Minnesota. They would have a, a win over Virginia. They would have a win over Notre Dame. Like, they probably win most of those non-conference games. They probably lose to West Virginia. But it's not feasible to see them not, you know, they might have, like, two losses on the year. Like, that's the, that's the thing. This is a drastically different team with those two in it. But now they're 5-9. and nine. And so, just looking at it overall, there's just no recruiting buzz. And I think that's the biggest thing that, holds you up on getting completely bought in and yanked in by what you've seen from Jeff Capel. He's a great coach, great guy. I think he's a coach that at least pushes boundaries and pushes players to be better. He certainly has his X's and O's downfall, but I think this year he's done a lot more creative stuff from that, switching man to zone and doing a lot of different things that have actually been effective. And he's kind of really, I think, made this. He's given an identity to this team that they've bought into. And he's talked about this before where, hey, we need to be a team that drags teams with, into the mud with us. 
and they've really bought into it, really at, at a full clip. But the recruiting, where is it? There's no recruiting. You lose Judah Mintz, and you would expect to at least hear something, anything from the recruiting trail. It's been crickets. There's been absolutely no buzz. There's been no future commitments. It really doesn't even seem like they're close for anyone to potentially commit. And he needs some high school recruits to come on. He needs a class of two. It's cool. He'll bring in one or two transfers. We understand that. But he needs to get high school kids here. He needs to get young blood in here. He needs to get guys that buy into the vision of his program for this rebuild 2.0 to work. And right now it's not going to work. Because there's no one buying into that vision from the AAU circuit. It, it sounds like from what I'm hearing on the AAU circuit, there's a lot of bad views on Jeff Capel right now. Not as a person, but this program. That he might be a lame duck. And Pitt's going to have to showcase that they are better than what their reputation is right now in order for kids to come play for him. I think there are people that are legitimately very interested in playing for Capel. But it doesn't sound like they're recruiting very hard. And that's the crux of this all. And... That's what we need to talk about. But first, folks, I will let you know about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade NetSuite.com slash locked. Again, that's head to NetSuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-year kind finance offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses netsuite.com slash locked all right folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast as we continue to talk about the state of the men's basketball program after they lose to louisville 75 to 72 and I think the real big thing here that we have to at least talk about or acknowledge is, is the very fact that, more importantly, I, I, I will say this, that Avery Brown coming out and saying, hey, they really aren't talking to me as hard as other schools are talking to everyone else. Or I'm getting more attention from other schools than I am from Pitt. That's the big thing here. And that, I think, is the most concerning news out of the Pitt men's basketball program in some time. You know, just outside of the Judah Mintz decommitment, which obviously kind of shuttered this, this whole thing downhill. If they had Judah Mintz still committed, I don't think anyone would be against Cape returning next year. And they probably would have a commitment or two more. The fact that they aren't even recruiting anybody. And, and Avery Brown said that. Jan Farrell said that. That's your top wing and at least one of your top guard potential prospects that you could land. And you aren't recruiting him as hard as everyone else. Like, seriously, why? Why Why is that the case? What in the world do you have to do in order to, to, to go further towards these guys? 
You have to land one. You have to land at least one. And yet Pitt can't seem to land anyone. And I mean this. Anyone on the recruiting trail. Because, one, they've had this symptom of going after guys that they think they can get and they can't get. But they're only focusing on those guys. It's one guy that they focus in on that they are hyper-focused in on. And the rest, nothing. They don't focus on multiple guys. They hyper-focus on like three guys, and if they don't get them, they're screwed. You have to use a wider lens in order to get guys. You can't go into this micro-view in the recruiting trail. It's not realistic. This is not something that Pitt can afford to do. They need to go, you know, a guy like Avery Brown, who sounded really impressed with Pitt, and, and sounded really, really Overall, just in, in, he really sounds interested in the program. And you're not going after this guy. It makes no sense to me. Why aren't you pushing harder for Avery Brown? Even if you get Bryce Lindsey, you can at least land both of them. There's no issue in taking two guards. So it makes no sense to me to not push harder for these guys. The recruiting is non-existent. And there's a few reasons it could happen. Uh, at least in this way. One, he knows he's gone. And, and he wants to be gone, not just that like wants him gone, but that he himself thinks he's going to be gone and, and wants to go. And the staff is just not taking up recruiting because they don't want to take up official visits and they don't want to do this. They don't want to screw the next staff. Or two, they're doing that same recruiting strategy that they have, and Capel hasn't learned anything from the past years and his failures on the trail here at Pitt. And that, my friends, that, my friends, is the biggest thing. What in the world is Pitt doing on the recruiting trail? Nothing makes any sense. Nothing cogently puts things together. And, wow, he's had terrible luck. And, again, he has this team improving and everything. That stuff's unacceptable. You have to be going hard on the recruiting trail. That is your lifeline to this job. And you aren't. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest reason why Capel should be canned right now. And it's why I'm on Team Get Rid of Him still. I, I Even with the improvement and the talent he has, he has he has a little core here that, that could actually work. You know, he has Femio Ducali. He has an improving Noah Collier. He has Jamarius Burton. He has John Hughley. There's a core there you could actually work with. That, and you can say, hey... We got something. Ithio Horton's also in there, of course. Like, hey, we, we have something here. Like, Pitt could actually do something, but when you aren't recruiting anybody, what are you doing? Like, seriously, what are you doing? And I don't know what they're doing. Why are they zeroing in on one guy? Or, or overall, it's just, quite honestly, it's a mess for them. And, and so the recruiting part of this is why I'm not fully on board bringing Cable back and why I can't truly I can't get into the give him more time and bring him back another year what does it do if you can't recruit what are you doing like there's no hope for the future there there's nothing building there and with the transfer portal John Hughley can leave as easily as he came so what's the point it makes no sense to me overall why they would keep him right now there's no hope for the future uh, on the recruiting trail and until that changes I'm on Team Fire Jeff Cable. So, let's get into the game proper, and let's talk about it a little bit. Kind of, this is another game where Pitt fought their tails off, played at a really high level, 
It felt like Ithio Horton gave him a jolt that they really needed. Now, had 13 points in the first half, didn't have any in the second, but looked a lot more comfortable than I thought he would. I thought he would play 15 minutes. He ended up playing a whole 28 minutes tonight for Pitt and gave him 28 quality minutes, not just on the offensive end, but also on the defensive end as well. So there, there was a lot of quality stuff from Horton. He looked comfortable with his shot. He looked comfortable overall just playing out there. And so here's the thing. Quite honestly, Pitt this year, these guys are playing their tails off. They're playing hard. They're giving it their all. They play really good, gritty defense. Hey, they forced 12 turnovers, got 13 points off turnovers today, made seven threes. It, it wasn't a bad offensive performance. Only 11 turnovers, so they've cut down on that too. I think the fouls were obviously crazy. The Man, the fouls today were unbelievable. The, the triple technical sequence, looking back, you know, that that that's a significant thing that, that could potentially, you could look at as one of the potential reasons. I mean, the, this point swing from that sequence is there within that three-point margin. And so that's something big. But this team overall, man, they just they can't seem to buy a key shot right now. And they'll, they'll fight to stay in, but it feels like Louisville made the key shots they needed. L. Ellis was unbelievable with 18 points. He got hot. Locke made a key three at the end. They made most of their shots from the free throw line, and Pitt just couldn't buy the big shot at the end to tie it up. And it felt like that. It felt like just as they fight, they let it slip away. The talent just isn't there. They fight hard. And they really play as well as they can. They, they have some really pretty plays. The the dunk by Hughley, the cutting pass from Hughley, and the dunk by Gee. Mogi's a, fant- a fantastic cutter, by the way. Just understands how to work it from all areas, from the top of the key, from the wing, through the baseline. The guy just understands spacing of basketball and how to attack defenses and overall do that. And he's done a great job this year. But this team, you can just tell it, it needs a little jolt, and that jolt is talent. And they give it all they have. And they get really good contributions from Hughley in the second half. Gee plays great. Burton plays at a high level. Horton gives him quality minutes. Collier comes and plays his tail off. Femi Cali, I don't think played particularly well in that first half. But in the second half, seemed to get things under control a little bit more and play better. Things just, it, it they, they never worked in conjunction with each other completely tonight. Where you could get the big, the big shots. Where you could get that key stop. Pitt never seemed to put it all together, except for, you know, maybe two-minute spurts, but it was never enough, and, and Louisville hung around, and the superior talent ended up winning this game. And, and that's kind of the story. You know, they need more talent, and, and if they can play like this, and they, they could drag teams to the mud with them, but if they can play like this with more talent, this can be a legitimately interesting team under Jeff Capel. But they're not there yet. And we'll continue to talk about this first, folks, but hey, Pitt fans, this is Nick Faribault with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. 
Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and guess what? There is no catch. The cash back is added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account. PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE for GetUpside. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code LOCKEDON to get started. Again, use that promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Alright folks. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We are talking about Pittman's basketball here a little bit. Their game against Louisville, a tough loss for Jeff Capel and company. Another close loss that, man, these fields at the their fingertips right now. But the team's improving, and we talked about kind of the negatives, why I can't buy into Jeff Capel and, and some things that they have done. But I thought this game was yet another game where there was plenty to be encouraged by, and, and there's plenty of... There's at least talent on this team that is encouraging for the future. Now, Mogi has been phenomenal. He's been delightful to watch. He's a shot blocker. He makes up for guys sometimes that fail to do their own assignment on defense. He covers up things. He masks things because he is so good at that stuff. He's such a dynamic player. And that's both offensively and defensively. Three blocks today for Mogi. This is a guy, though, that can stretch the floor. He's a stretch five for the, for Pitt, sometimes a stretch four. They can shoot really from anywhere on the court. And he can create his own shot, too. He's, he's a presence down low. He's a very athletic type of guy that has great length, and, and he really gives you trouble. He really does. He's fun to watch play. There are a few guys I have had more fun watch watching just play the game of basketball under Jeff Capel. Because he, he again, he has that dynamic thing to him where you look at him and you say, man, this dude could do stuff at a pro level. And I truly believe that you're going to see Mogi at the pro level. You know, overseas, somewhere. But I'm very certain of that. He will be at the pro level. In some capacity, has all that, all of that, all just all that, the, the tools there. You can see them. Unfortunately, they only have them for a year, which sucks because he'd be a great piece to build on for the future. Mogi's a really solid piece. I like Jamarius Burt. I love him running the point. I think he's very solid. He's let Vemio Ducali when he's running the point can get lost in in his inhibitions, if you will. What he does well, he knows what he does well, but he can lose control of everything, and it leads to a lot of turnovers. Even in limited time on ball today, he had three turnovers. Burton's 
much better and while he can drive to the basket he can also get you that mid-range jumper that he has a very nice mid-range package the mid-range game's dead unless you're Jamari's Burton and he had the three working a little bit today too two or three he gets to the line a lot he's a great free throw shooter he was perfect nine of nine today from the line Although, you know, Pitt today, I thought, left some points on the board. Just everyone involved left some points on the board. And by that, I mean, they went 4 of 9 on layups today. And I remember one specifically from Ithio Horton off a dribble drive where he created a lane for himself. It was actually a really nice play by Ithio Horton. And he just straight up missed missed it. Um, so you, there are some baskets here that they wish they could have gotten back. There were some open threes that they easily could have hit. But this is not a good shooting team. John Hughley is a force down low. You get him one-on-one -on, -one on the baseline and you don't give him help, more than likely not he's scoring or going to the free throw line. He's been a quality free throw shooter all year long as well. So I think those are, are some very positive signs. Femi Odukali has struggled a little bit. He has his on games. He has his off games. Will Jeffers didn't do much. Noah Collier played really hard, got them some really quality rebounds, especially offensive rebounds, both leading to second chance points. Gave him some really good minutes down low in the pick and roll game. Ethio Horton was very much the streaky guy he was, and he seemed a little tentative to shoot as well, and we've seen that in the past for him. But there, there's good things to come out of this game, and I think the offense looked really good in terms of just what they they had those dry spurts still, but it felt more like the inability to shoot rather than the offense has no game plan. And I do think that that is encouraging, that it's not you know the scheme this time. It's actually the players which means if you get something going, you could actually theoretically go go in and, and do everything. And, and what I mean by that is you can run the pick and roll game. You can run the cuts to the baseline. You can work Horton outside and let him dictate the traffic and open things up underneath or at the top of the key. And we saw Horton do that multiple times in this game. He has a certain magnetism about him. The spacing was great. That's, that's partially about Horton, but I, it felt like this offense just flowed much better. Uh, they played, for the most part, uh, outside of really the early portion of that first half where they had about five turnovers in the first six minutes. Pretty clean basketball today. Um, it was solid. Only 11 turnovers for Pitt. That's really good this, this year. Um, you know, they've had games where they have just turned the ball over at will. West Virginia comes to mind. So only 11 turnovers against a pretty solid defensive team in Louisville. You take that every day of the week. But the spacing felt good. It felt like they had options off the pick-and-roll game. It felt like their screens were more effective. It felt like everything moved better. They had cutting action. The passing was much better. They got great ball movement. They forced Louisville to rotate and keep up with everything. Much better for Pitt overall. And you felt like Pitt could get things going. And eventually... They did, and, and even when they hit those dry spurts, they, they tuckered in defensively. And This is a team that really fights hard, and so I find this team to be very fun. I think that this team overall is a team that fights hard. They're learning, they're learning kind of new things, and they, they, they know what to do now. They, they get great connecting passes. They're doing a great job of, of understanding things and how to attack the block more with Hughley. They're scheming up things for him more. They're, they're freeing up everything, and they're understanding more. There's adjustments being made here on the coaching side along with the player's side. So I understand what they're doing. But, again, 
comes all back to that. Can they recruit? Can they get more talent in here? Because while they're doing things right now, there is the clear, just dark cloud hanging over here. Man, where's the talent coming from? Are they going to really get a big transfer? Probably not. So you got to sell something here. And a recruit is going to be that something. You're going to have to get a recruit here. You're going to have to sell it to the young guys and somehow get this thing figured out because that's the biggest thing going forward for Pitt. Well, folks, thanks as always for listening to the Locked on Pitt podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk a little football, talk a little basketball. We'll talk about it all tomorrow on Locked on Pitt, folks. Thanks for leaving a review. Do all that great stuff. And as always, hail to Pitt.